Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Chris, thanks for joining us today on Business Ninjas. We're excited to learn more about the company and, and see what you're doing to help your customers succeed. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's my it's my pleasure, Jamie. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Great. Why don't we start by uh, just covering the basics, right? So what's the the name of the company? Where are you located? What's the website? All the all the bare bones things so people can figure out where to find you. Sure. So the name of our company is Cybermax. We're a managed detection and response, um, or MSSP or XDR. Okay, the name's kind of changing, evolving over time um, in the cybersecurity realm. And our our URL is cybermax.com. Pretty simple. Okay. Great. All right. And maybe you can give us a little bit of bio about you and, and how you uh, kind of arrived at you know, the arc of your career that brought you to this opportunity. Sure. So I am lucky where I actually went to school for marketing and I actually work in marketing. A lot of folks, they kind of stumble into marketing based upon uh, pure accident. Um, not necessarily. It was their first choice. It was actually my first choice in school to go into marketing. And so graduated in, in marketing from Washington State University, go Cougs, and uh, worked for uh, a company by the name of Vivid Learning Systems, which was then purchased by another company called uh, the Health and Safety Institute, HSI, who they were a uh, similar SaaS kind of model, um, but uh, worked my way up at the, at the department there to senior manager of demand generation. And then uh, we were private equity uh, funded and owned, and a friend of mine who was the portfolio CMO of the portfolio that owns Cybermax thought that this opportunity would be great for me to to jump over and, and work into a different industry. And um, you know, those number of things after after being in a company for the better half of your of your adult life, a little scared, but I've been never been happier. The cybersecurity industry is it's fast, it's uh, constantly evolving, constantly changing, and there's always something new you're learning. And, and I'm able to apply everything I've learned over the last 17, 18 years after I've been out of college to being the new leader for, for the company. That's great. Wow. And um, so you, you gave a little bit of info about the the focus of the company, but I guess broadly speaking, like what's the elevator pitch for people that maybe don't know a ton about the nuances inside of cybersecurity? Like where are you guys focused? What's your what's your core value prop? We we predominantly focused on a couple different industries, and it's really healthcare, financial services, some entertainment. Um, insurance, specifically supporting different insurance companies from a cyber, cyber insurance standpoint. But we really cut our teeth in the healthcare industry. Nashville, where we're located, is a huge healthcare hub. And we were able to really develop some good relationships down there and cut our teeth in the healthcare industry and also the financial services because there's, there's a lot of financial uh, services down in Nashville. And that's really where we have targeted and, and specified where we're going to work. There's a lot of other MSSPs and MDRs in the industry that that go, uh, they work in all industries. And, and actually, it's not good or bad if you're in all or, or specified, but 
we've just gotten really good at at healthcare financial services, but we we do some a la carte. We've got vulnerability risk management. We've got a sim. We've got uh, EDR capabilities, and then also uh, an MDR XDR. Where we sit is everything's managed, so we manage it for everybody. Company could launch a VRM solution or an EDR solution on their own using uh, CrowdStrike, Sentinel One, Pennable, Qualys. Those are some of our partners. But what we do is we've got 20 years of experience. Our SOC, and that's just how old the company is. Now in our in our, in our SOC, and I'm actually trying to fi- figure this out right now. We've got we've it's 365 days a year, 24 seven. There's a team that's literally monitoring devices and networks for our customers 24-7. It doesn't matter if it's a holiday or not. We're protecting our customers. And I want to say we've probably got between maybe 100 years experience between wow. all of the all of the SOC analysts that are in there. And so that's kind of where we have our own SOC. We have our own proprietary software that we've written. And we focus on industries that we know we've made a difference in the in the past and we can make a difference with other customers that reside in those industries interesting and so how do you um how do you separate yourselves out from the rest is there something that you're particularly good at you know when you think of the wider array of the industries that you're after is there an expertise that you develop that kind of speaks to a certain size of company or a certain configuration that that you really use to separate yourselves out I think it, from like an ideal client profile persona, we we try to, I, there's two different things. We go after a specific segment within healthcare and financial services. Typically, they're, um, they might be like an, a larger independent hospital, but then it could also be a, a huge like network, um, an IDN per se uh, with, with financial services. It ranges anywhere from assets and you know five hundred million to ten billion, but we found our sweet spot in there. How we differentiate ourselves is, for one, you know everybody. There, there's a lot of companies that are looking for a sim solution. Ours is predictive with the with the cost. We base everything on logs um, versus the amount of data storage that's needed. Okay, and so you know that's one thing that we always like to lead with. It's like, listen, we we count it. The bill's not going to be fluctuating month to month. It's probably, we're going to be able to tell you, this is how much it's going to charge. Now that can change over time. We'll cross that bridge in six months. We're like, okay, listen, you, you've constantly been going over this amount of logs. Either we need to not chart, you know, follow as many logs or we need to cut back. And uh, so that's one thing that we lead. With everything else, really, it's our expertise. It's the people, processes, and technology that we employ to protect our our services. And we think that that, you know, every, every company is strong. What companies do in the MDR XDR realm is extremely hard. And we're lucky enough to be one of those companies that does it very well. You don't hear about any of our clients in the news because we're making sure that we're keeping them out of the news by protecting them. Right. Nice. And I wonder, uh, you know, so the, it, I kind of get the arc of the company and how it started with uh, certain industries and kind of has expanded there. What was the COVID era like for, for you and for your clients? You know, how, what sort of challenges did you have to navigate through that and, and help people succeed in, in that whole experience? You know, it, I, 
I'll speak as best as I can just from um, the collective information I've been able to gather since I've been the director of marketing for Cybermax because I wasn't a part of the company when COVID was hit. Yeah. But I do know that we're the type of company that we at the end of the day, we've got to, we've got to make money. We've got shareholders, we've got profits and we've got, we've got mouths in the forms of employees that we've got to make sure that they're feeding their families. But we're also very cognizant of the fact that during those hard times, sometimes there, there need, there needs to be some grace and mercy. Um, and, you know, we weren't giving away free services, but we were working with our clients to make sure that we could all float the same way, uh, which was on top versus um, letting some of us sink. And, and, and you know, of course, we were, we're making money. Right. They're sinking. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a much better approach for the long term relationship with the clients and in the industry in general. So that's great. You know, and Jamie, that's really the biggest thing. We're, we're very proud because we've got. Our chief customer officer, Lisa Burke, um, she is absolutely amazing at her job. We've got a 99% retention rate. Wow. We also serve over, you know, there's, man, I can't remember the exact count. We always say a thousand plus locations that we're currently protecting on our website, but we also have an MPS score of 72. And I mean, if, if everybody listening knows anything about MPS, the average is actually like between 32 and 35. Oh geez, and and, that, and that's you know that's a that's a normal score, and for the fact that we're seventy two, and that's not inflated by paying people off or, or you know the, our our customers are just rave, raving fan, and, and it's because we don't look at them as customers, and this sounds so cliche, but we we really do want to build those long term relationships to make sure that they stay happy, and we keep them as a customer, right. That's a, that's the best way to do it, right? It's better for everybody that way, especially with uh, the nature of your business. And I mean, if things go wrong with what you're doing, it's going to be catastrophic for the company. So I'm sure once they find a trusted partner, they'd rather just keep it locked down and keep going, right? Why you, why switch horses? You absolutely nailed it. Yeah, it's it's uh, and it's also it's easier to you know everybody knows this in business. It's it's easier to retain a customer. And to go get new customers all the time, and so if you're you're churning a lot of customers, that's just not you're that's just not going to fare well for the business. Yeah, absolutely. And what what method are you using to kind of reach out to folks and let them know, uh, you know, what what you're bringing to the table? So is, are there social media channels that you're more active in, or kind of what's the ethos there? I think for us, we we've you know in the old days. It, it was always touted as if you weren't having something on Instagram, Facebook, all of the social media platforms, you were failing. My philosophy is you go where your audience is, right? Does the average, you know, our, our uh, chief information security officer, CISO, is he going to be wanting to get pelted with MDR ads? And is he going to follow us on Facebook? No, (laughs) really? We go, we go all in on LinkedIn and Twitter. We go on Twitter. That's predominantly where our audience is. And, and when you're on LinkedIn, not only do you have the organic uh, side of things, but you can also do the paid advertising, utilizing the, the organic content that you've created. 
some of the other, um, I imagine your question probably pertains to, you know, what SEO strategies we're doing or anything else we're using to pull, to pull in audience as well. That, or? that or, or like, I would imagine in your scenario, probably word of mouth goes a long way too, right? Like the, the CISOs of the world are all talking to each other. And, uh, and I'm sure once you establish a reputation, like, you know, that word's going to travel. So referral, referral is huge for us. And it's, and it's just like you said, you know, when you, when you do things well, and you've got this tight knit group of, of folks, which you're right, so it's like I tell everybody on my team, there's really, there's only 1800 um, independent hospitals in the United States, a lot of people would think there's more and then you've got your roll ups. And I, I explain, I go, think about it, it's not like a new CISO is being born every day. So there's a finite amount of market that you can go after for these these folks that are really going to be the decision makers. And so you've got to, you've got to build that trust. You've got to build that awareness. And that's really what we're doing right now is, is a lot of trust and awareness, but I, um, it's thought leadership content. I'm always, I'm, I'm number one on content, especially from an SEO perspective, uh, especially if you're writing a lot of good content, then you can, then you can kind of dis- dissect that for emails for reps um, other campaigns you're building, uh, right. any, you know, maybe, maybe sales decks, anything like that, case studies, white papers. Gotcha. And are, are in-person events starting to creep back into the fold or are those viable now? Are you able to get out on the road and, and do that sort of thing? Is, is that industry starting to go that direction again? We see that it's, it's, it's full steam ahead. We've been to, oh, Three or four this year. I've been specifically to one, and then I know my reps have been to oh three to four. But it is definitely ramping up. My my thought on it, and some people probably would look at me like I'm crazy, but um, I'm not big on events, and here's why. Um, there's the one side where you've got to do it from a brand awareness. If you've got all your competitors in a room, and it's really something that's specific, maybe from a healthcare perspective, maybe the industry that you're, you're jumping into, you probably need to have a bigger presence there. Um, especially like we, we're big in InfoSec down in uh, middle Tennessee. It's because it's our backyard. So we've yeah. got to, we've got to show that we're there, but um, I, it's hard to show ROI in a lot of these events. And so I'm not really big on going in and spending tens of thousands of dollars on a booth and sponsorships. We will sponsor. In fact, more so we'll send a couple reps up there and sponsor and uh, maybe have a suite, maybe have them just right. walking around, just making meetings with folks um, that they've been prospecting ahead of time. Nice. Right on. Well, I'm, I'm glad it's at least in the mix again. Uh, it's, it's good to see various options and different channels that you can reach people in. So thanks for coming on the podcast. It's been great to learn about kind of where you've been and where you're headed. And we wish you continued success in the future. Thanks, Jamie. I appreciate it. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.